Darwin on life. Man and dog at the dawn of a new age. Hi everyone, Trailer Park here. Today I would like to continue my conversation with my beagle Darwin on some of today's most important issues. As I have discovered in previous chats with Darwin, a wise dog's observations on contemporary challenges can provide some unexpected perspectives. Darwin's words will be filtered through my patented artificial intelligence app so that we can understand what he is saying. So, Darwin, shall we get started? That depends. That depends? Depends on... Oh, no, not this again. I thought we agreed that you would participate in these podcasts if I gave you a treat and five minutes of cuddling. Did you forget our bargain? A beagle never forgets, but that arrangement was made in the early days of the podcast. Things are different now. Early days? It was just two weeks ago. That's 14 weeks in dog time. Seems to me like forever ago. Okay, but what do you mean by things are different now? Well, back then you were just a poor mad scientist, excuse me, a poor eccentric genius with a crazy idea and a boatload of confidence. I kind of admired your naive chutzpah, so I agreed to help you with the podcasts at a bargain rate. But now that we have tens of millions of listeners and millions of dollars in ad revenue, I am beginning to feel a bit exploited. It's time to renegotiate my contract. I'm sorry, Darwin, but you are sounding a bit crazy now. What makes you think we have tens of millions of listeners? How could we not? Talking dogs are a staple of popular culture. Just think of Mr. Peabody and his pet boy Sherman, or Brian on Family Guy, or Huckleberry Hound. Wikipedia lists several hundred cartoon dog characters, most of whom talk. So, if talking cartoon dogs are so popular, you have to believe that America would go nuts for an actual dog that can speak in a way they understand. Darwin, I think you haven't quite grasped the nature of this project. This is a serious scientific experiment to show that interspecies communication is possible. It's true that a number of other scientists in this field have taken an interest in our work, but I am not trying to entertain a mass audience. At this point, I can count the number of listeners to our podcast on my fingers and toes. So, what you're saying is that you haven't yet raked in millions of dollars, is that it? Has it not occurred to you that if you marketed this podcast properly, you could earn enough money to carry on your future scientific experiments? Honestly, I hadn't really thought about that. But come to think of it, it's not a bad idea. I am preparing a paper on our work that will be published in the Journal of Interspecies Communication. I will be sure to include a link to our podcast in the article. That should stimulate some interest. Sure. And while you're at it, why don't you put up a billboard on a dead-end street in an abandoned neighborhood? That should attract about the same number of listeners. I think I detect a note of sarcasm in that suggestion. That wasn't a note. It was a full-blown symphony. Okay, okay, I get your point. To tell the truth, none of the foundations to which I have submitted grant applications have shown much interest in my work. Maybe you're right. Maybe I need to think outside the box and go after some private sources of financing. Now you're talking. If we play our cards right, this podcast could go viral. I can just imagine us appearing together on the late night talk shows. I've always wanted to meet Stephen Colbert. 
He brought his dog Benny onto his show once, and it was clear he was a real dog lover. I guess that could be fun. Then there's all the cool merch we could offer on our website. Darwin brand pet supplies, t-shirts, caps, and coffee mugs featuring some of my most popular catchphrases. Catchphrases? What are your catchphrases? Ditch the leash, for one. All my dog friends have started saying it. It has taken on a broader, metaphorical sense than the original meaning of allowing dogs to wander freely. Like when my friend Rex starts talking about how wonderful his humans are because they bring him a new chew toy once in a while, I tell him, ditch the leash, dog. That is, stop being such a toady. Ah, yes, you have said that several times during these podcasts. And don't forget my presidential campaign slogan, you can't lose with Darwin. That should be a big seller during next year's campaign season. Hmm, maybe. And how about, to err is human, to forgive canine. All the cross-stitch enthusiasts out there will want to hang that motto on their walls. You have really given this a lot of thought, haven't you? Then there's my rock band, Darwin and the Finches. We are working on tracks for a new album. It should be ready by next summer. The title track is called Scratching With My Hind Leg. With its catchy refrain, I predict it will be next summer's earworm. Scratching with my hind leg, woof, woof. Scratching with my hind leg, woof, woof. The Finches sing the woof woofs in harmony. You know, that is kind of catchy. Who are the Finches? Our neighbors, Rex and Daisy Finch, of course. Once the album is out, it will be time to get to work on my memoirs. Celebrity memoirs are always big sellers. Just think of Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. That's already sold tens of millions of copies and has been translated into a dozen or more languages. Darwin, how can you write a memoir? You're only two years old. What will you write about? It's true, I have somewhat limited life experience, but you must agree I have a very rich inner life. I'm sure millions of people will be interested in my thoughts on a wide range of subjects. Then, of course, it will give me a chance to address the countless rumors that have cropped up around me. Rumors? What rumors? Well, if you haven't heard them, then it's best that you stay in the dark. Let's just say they involve a certain well-known collie and a private island in the Caribbean. When were you on a Caribbean island? Are you sure you aren't just making things up? I guess you will just have to buy my book and find out. Geez, Darwin, I thought we were friends. Won't I get a complimentary copy? Maybe, if you agree to waive your rights to your life story so that I can include your character in the movie. Movie? What movie? The biopic based on my memoir, of course. It will be the inspiring story of one dog's journey of self-discovery, a coming-of-age classic that shows how I overcame the many obstacles in my path to become one of the world's most revered canines. Obstacles? Frankly, Darwin, I think you have had a pretty cushy life up until now. You have a comfortable home with a warm place to sleep. You get three healthy meals every day. You get to go on walks and visits to the dog park for exercise and time with your friends. What possible obstacle has stood in your way? Hmm, you have a point. I may need to take some creative license. Would you be terribly offended if I made it appear that your character was the head of a satanic cult? and that it was only through my heroic efforts that the animals you were preparing to sacrifice were rescued, and that through a combination of sympathetic counseling and some tough love, I put you on the path to a successful career as a concert pianist? 
Audiences eat that stuff up. That would be an inspiring story. Too bad it's all hogwash. Just out of curiosity, though, who do you have in mind to play the part of me? Do you think we could get Tom Hanks? I've always liked his movies. I thought about that, but after Turner and Hooch, I don't think Tom would be interested in another movie where he plays second fiddle to a dog. How about Chris Hemsworth or Chris Evans? Some of my lady friends might start finding me more attractive if I were portrayed by one of those Hollywood idols. I don't know. They are both more known for their action roles. You are more, how shall I put this, sedentary. And you are quite a few years older than they are. I don't think casting either of those two would be believable. All right, then. Who did you have in mind? I have been in discussions with Zach Galifianakis, and he seems interested. I think he would be great for the role. Really? Zach Galifianakis? I mean, he's pretty funny, but he's not much of a looker, and he always plays the role of some kind of oddball. Why did you choose him? I think you just answered your own question. Very funny. Okay, it's time to wrap up this episode. So long, everyone, and thanks for listening to Darwin on Life. Goodbye. Scratching with my hind leg. Woof, woof. Scratching with my hind leg. Woof, woof.